WLTV, a.k.a. WLTV, the number one wine show on the internet. And this is BBQ Central. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. To the really big barbecue central show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. A phone call it is. An email it is. I'm not doing my best Bigfoot impersonation. A phone call it is. Here's how you get in touch with the show. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Sending an email? Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening. First and foremost, if you don't get the newsletter, Race right over to the homepage, right there on the front. It says subscribe to newsletter, drop your email in. I think that's all you really need. I don't require anything else, but you got to have the email address for the newsletter to get to you. It goes out right around noon Eastern every Tuesday, gives you a heads up on what's happening on the show. So if you haven't done that yet, do that as a thank you. You will also get my very own homemade personal barbecue sauce recipe, which you can give a try or you just delete it. I don't care. But it's my thanks to you. It's my effort in saying thanks to you for signing up for the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, and we'll take the duration of the first hour. That would be the 14 and 35 past the hour segments. Somebody who I have been following for quite a while on Instagram. And I have wildly become... I have become wildly fascinated with Instagram and who's popular, why are they popular, what kind of content are they producing. And then as I have become more and more familiar, I don't want to say savvy because I'm not very savvy, I hire people to be savvy for me, I realize that there are varying levels of dark underbelliedness of Instagram. People that are just gaming the system in order to rake cash. There's people that are really trying to grow in an organic way and trying to create content because it's a passion for them. The cooking part, the engagement part. I'm trying to find myself more in line with the latter and not the former, although the former seems like a lot of people are really into doing that. Then there's that weird 
spot of doing the the former for a while, getting a really big following, and then pretending like that part of your Instagram life never happened, but you have 200,000 followers, and now you're crediting yourself because you have all of that great following base that you did in a weird way, right? So uh, we will be... Nevertheless, outside of all of that, I'm going to be talking with somebody very popular, doing a lot of great recipes, live fire, pellet-friendly cooker. You might know her as Hey Grill Hey, heygrillhay.com. Susie Bullock will be joining us. Very interested in talking with her. Then we'll move to the second hour. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month, so you know that's going to bring a visit from the Embedded Correspondents as we refire the Embedded Correspondents segment. John Solberg from Michigan will be joining the panel tonight and ongoing. I thought he was a great ad at the end of the year. Instead of leaving him in the bullpen in case somebody drops out, we'll go ahead and insert John into the foundation of the embedded correspondence. We will also have Doug Scheiding, longest running correspondent from Texas, Steve Ray from Tennessee, David Huff, who is on business tonight in Texas, I believe Amarillo. But he is the traditional Oklahoma correspondent, so looking forward to catching up with those guys, and we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about pellet stuff. We're going to be talking about non-barbecue meat dishes. Who knows what else we're going to be talking Somebody's going to say something. It's going to spark conversation and controversy. And fun and frivolity ensues. That's how we line up tonight. Susie Bullock, Hey Grill Hey in the first hour, embedded correspondence in the second hour. 216-220-0966, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Right, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, wait, first, let me get this out of the way. If you don't follow me socially, please do that. Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Same thing on the Twitter, at BBQ Central Show. Facebook, if you're watching the feed here on Facebook, you found it properly. But if you don't, slash BBQ Central Show, give me a like there. The World Food Championships finally announces their 2019 dates. Typically, the World Food Championship takes place over the course of a week, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. This time, and from Mike McLeod's mouth a couple weeks ago, they have moved out of Orange Beach, now landing in Dallas, Texas. That will take place October 16th through the 20th. October to me means in the competition world, not just a particular sanctioning body, but in the competition world, that's some of the biggest named barbecue events during the course of the year. October has traditionally been reserved for those mystical contests like the American Royal which has since moved up into like early August. The Jack Daniels, that's kind of more where I'm going than anywhere else. And I did look a few hours ago as to where the 2019 Jack Daniels is going to slot out in October, because traditionally that is held in October. And I wasn't able to find the current date. So if you know when the 2019 Jack Daniels will happen, I am wondering if, Somehow or another, the World Food Championship will somehow date conflict with the 2019 Jack Daniels. And if it does, I have to imagine that that is a purposeful effort by Mike McLeod to see where he can draw the line or move the leader, uh, move the needle when it comes to the World Food Championships. 
and I guess what most would consider to be the most prestigious barbecue competition. Arguments to be had, of course, but when we talk about the Jack, there is reverence, there is mysticism, and romance. So if they do conflict, I have to imagine it is not by chance, it is by purpose that Mike McLeod is trying to move the needle to World Food Championships and see who he can get to come to his place in Dallas versus those that will anchor down and go to uh, to Lynchburg at the Jack Daniels. So we'll see about that. If you know the dates to the 2019 Jack Daniels, hit me up and let me know when those are. Quick update from new friend of the show and an Ohio barbecue renaissance man. His name is Dan Hurst. He's been on the show specifically when we were talking about the competitive steak scene. He is the founder of the American Competitive Steak Association. But he also runs a number of barbecue competitions here in Ohio, and he wanted to pass few a couple, uh, pass through a couple updates. The 2019's Pigmania Persistent Pitmaster Points Pursuit. It's a lot of P's, Dan. The 5P, as they call it, has started. The winner gets free entry into all Pigmania barbecue and steak competitions for the 2020 season currently valued at over $2,000. Again, the winner gets free entry into all Pigmania barbecue contests and state competitions for next year, 2020. Big value there. Also, Pigmania is now accepting nominations for the 2019 Barbecue Lifetime Achievement Award. Of course... Your nominations welcome. I would recommend that you vote for this guy. Get me in in Ohio at least. I mean, come on. If the Barbecue Hall of Fame wants nothing to do with me, can we please at least get my home state to recognize what I've been doing for the last 12 years? By the way, last year's winner, a guy who does not know me, Johnny Trick. Of course, well-deserving, no doubt about it. But can you imagine if I get into the Pigmania Barbecue Lifetime Achievement Award the year after Johnny Trigg, the godfather of barbecue? Am I allowed to be the godfather of barbecue talk entertainment? Can we both be godfathers? Johnny, I'm asking you personally, can I be a godfather of the barbecue talk entertainment? You can be the godfather of barbecue still. Maybe we can find common ground in that respect. We'll see. Hey, Grill Hey, coming up out of the break, I want to talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention, folks, in the biz of barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All beats are processed right in that on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options nationwide They ship using FedEx, also food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can also follow your recipe 
or help you develop something exceptionally new. Private label opportunities available as well. You might want to look into that. Visit southsidemarket.com for more information. That's southsidemarket.com. Here's the kicker. When you go to southsidemarket.com and you start throwing in all of their sausages and briskets and ribs into your online cart, and right as you get to checkout, you start thinking to yourself, I sure would love to get 10% off. Okay, how about that? All you have to do is enter code BBQ Central, all one word in lowercase, BBQ Central. You can get 10% off your entire online order. Good for podcasters and live listeners only. That's 10% off using promo code BBQ Central when you visit SouthsideMarket.com. That's SouthsideMarket.com. Greetings to Kinger, John Solberg, and Sean in the instant chat. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy to have you aboard here. Hey, Grill Hey, coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. All right, when we talk about accounts on Instagram, that brings some great content. This is one that is always mentioned, but aside from that, a great story behind it all, and it's one that I wanted to bring to you, the Centralites. If you're on Instagram and you're a fan of barbecue and grilling, you're probably already following the count. So let's go ahead and race to the Trader Grills hotline and welcome first timer to the show, Hey Grill Hayes, Susie Bullock. Susie, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous, Susie. Appreciate you asking. Great to see you there. Um, lots of stuff to get to this evening. Maybe not the most usual type of interview that you might do or have done because we want to do a little backstory here, but. Uh, let's start, you know, from the back. Where'd you grow up? Where do you come from? And where are you at now? Uh, I was born and raised in Utah. I still live here with my husband and my three kids. Uh, I split time between the Salt Lake City area in the winters and in the summers. My family owned a hotel and an American style steakhouse near a national park in southern Utah called Bryce Canyon. So we would go down there in the summers and I would bust tables and wash dishes until I was old enough to wait tables and work the line, which was really fantastic and a great way to grow up. Um, got married after college, had a few kids and 
kind of found myself <laughs> unexpectedly in this amazing world of barbecue. So that's going to be fun to kind of dig into here in just a second. As you had referenced, you really did have a unique exposure to the grilled food world quite early because of that yeah. restaurant. How did that place compare to some of these new high-end joints that we're seeing pop up all over the place? Oh, it was for sure not <laughs> high-end place. Were you talking like Sizzler um, or something like that? No, it was better than Sizzler. Uh, but I will say that it was in a very, very tiny town of like 500 people, maybe. And so the food that we had access to was all food service, like delivery style stuff. So it was not like high-end steakhouses today where you can hand cut whole muscles and pick your own grading. Um, we very much catered to incredibly hungry hikers and tourists who were very excited to have a very thick steak and a nice fat juicy burger. <laughs> um, are you surprised when you see how the steak scene has evolved on a commercial side that it is where it is at this point or are you not surprised? I am not surprised because, and this probably comes from that restaurant experience, right? Um, we catered a lot to European tourists that were traveling in like the early 2000s. Um, the national parks were huge. Europe was, they wanted to come see America's national parks. And in Southern Utah, there are five that are within a day's distance of driving. And so people would plan an entire week to come see the national parks and beef at the time wasn't as readily available or expansive in a lot of the European countries that were traveling to where we were. And so for them, this was like magical American cuisine, right? And so as a waitress, I would bring out like a 16 ounce porterhouse and set it in front of them or like a double bacon cheeseburger. And the eyes just went so big. And just seeing that kind of reaction that people had to to steak and to burgers and that kind of cuisine. Like, I'm not surprised at all. I think it's very, um, it's just universal, right? <laughs> like, I mean, is there anything more, kind of if, you if, you're, if you're visiting from a European country, you're doing all this hiking, I mean, does it stand to reason that there is probably nothing more American after you get done hiking and seeing the national parks and they have a big, fat, juicy steak? Right? Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so I think the, like, the growth, of how popular and prominent this type of cuisine is isn't really a surprise to me, but I love it and I love being a part of it. Did you go to college? I did. I actually have a bachelor's in science in psychology. Hmm. <laughs> it's, is that like my business degree bachelor's yeah, that I'm, I got? <laughs> I use it all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, college is kind of weird. I mean, do you think it's a necessity at this point or given how much cost is. And I mean, I look back and look at all my friends. Certainly there were a few, but look, I mean, when I really look back on it, these were ladies and guys in high school that said, Hey, I want to be a chemist or I want to be a doctor. And so they right. did that. And then there was a lot of us that were like, well, I guess we should be going we to, go to college because <laughs> this is just the next thing. Do you think we should reevaluate the emphasis of where college is right now, given the cost and also, the debt that kids are coming out with. Oh, 100%. I, I, like I said, I have three kids, and my husband and I are now full-time entrepreneurs. Um, he left his 10-year CPA corporate controller gig to 
help me meet Sling on the internet. Like <laughs> he must like you I a lot. <laughs> he does. He's a big fan of me. Um, but the truth is that things have shifted so dramatically in how people make money. I couldn't have gotten a degree for the work that I'm doing now. It didn't exist, right? Like the idea of creating content for people and using that as a marketing platform, um, it didn't exist. It really didn't. And there couldn't have been classes that I could have taken at college that would have given me that kind of education. Uh, this was a trial by fire if we want to make a barbecue bun. Uh, so I've told my kids that college is not a requisite. It's an option. And if they do have something specific that they would like to go into that requires higher education, we will encourage them and support them through that. If they want to start their own endeavor and be entrepreneurial, we'll help them through that. If they would like to work blue collar and get a trade drop, fantastic. We're very open-minded. 2020 is obviously hindsight. Would you have gone to college if you knew what you're going to do now or no way? I think so, because for me, it was a lot more affordable. I graduated college with zero debt, which very few people can do now. Uh, And I learned a lot about how to be self-motivated and how to be driven and how to be independent. And I don't think that those, I think I could have also learned those skills in other places. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think college was a waste of time for me at that point. I think it taught me a lot. So it was a good, it was a good safe place for me to kind of stretch my wings and learn. Susie Bullock joining me here on the show, heygrillhay.com, also on Instagram as well. So the Hey Grill Hay phenomenon is unique as it starts. You weren't sitting around thinking you needed to start a YouTube channel or fire up an Instagram <laughs> account. You were just helping a neighbor out, and that's kind of this whole how <laughs> that's kind of how this whole thing started, right? Yeah. So um I was I left college, got married, had kids, right? And I transitioned instantaneously into the stay-at-home mom role. And I made it about six months before I realized I needed something to keep my brain busy or I was going to go crazy. Um, the Wiggles so, weren't doing it for you? <laughs> hey, I am. I just really don't like laundry. <laughs> so I needed to find something that would keep me busy enough that I didn't have to do laundry. Um, and I could put it off for longer. That's the truth. <laughs> So I started working for a website that was a blog and this blog was about coupon deals and how to save money on your kids Christmas and all these other things. And I would just worked on the back end, um, doing content creation. So I helped write posts as a ghostwriter. And a couple years later, a neighbor had an opportunity come up for her to write recipes on the backside of a blog for a company that manufactured smokers. Mm. And she was not interested in the position, but she knew that I knew about how blogging worked kind of on the back end. And she also knew that I had a really strong love of food and a good culinary background. Um, Not like culinary school, right? But but I love food and I had experience in that way. So she recommended me for the job. I picked up the job. And a few days later, a smoker shows up on my front doorstep and they said, we need, we need five new recipes a week that you can, can you write and create five recipes a week for us for this blog that we're starting? And me being luckily ignorant enough to not say no, (laughs) uh, hauled this thing out to my backyard, fired it up and started cranking out food on a smoker. Was it exciting? I mean, you you get a, you get the grill. Do you mind if I ask who the grill company was? It was Traeger. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Um, so if anybody uses the Traeger app or um, gets recipes from the Traeger website, I wrote lots of those. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they're they kind of a sponsor of go. the show. Shout out yeah. to Traeger. Yeah. Um, I wrote, um, they fired me later. That's oh, the story goes. they fired you or they <laughs> smoked you. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you jump right in, right? I mean, you're cranking out five recipes a week. I mean, are you finding it to be difficult yeah. or was it, did it come pretty easy? And this is where the mojo starts to kick in. So this was like seven or eight years ago, right? When Traeger had kind of changed hands and we're really launching into this fantastic new world of pellet grill manufacturing and marketing and really marketing to the backyard enthusiast. Um, but up to that point, they had had a lot of really like barbecue dudes that knew what they were talking about. So right. when I started writing recipes, I was incredibly intimidated because I was writing for an audience that knew more than I did, um, which is always a scary place to start to not be writing from a place of authority. And I didn't like that feeling at all. And I knew that if I was going to continue, I had to have a better handle, not just on the product, but on the meat that I was putting on there, on the recipes that I was using, on the techniques that I was um, trying out and testing and writing into these recipes. So I dug really deep into barbecue research. And I call it my like <laughs> my barbecue college that I sent myself to because there's not really a culinary program for barbecue enthusiasts, mm -hmm. right? So I read every barbecue cookbook that I could get my hands on. Like every two weeks, a new book came from Amazon. Um, and I just consumed as much as I could. I even had friends that would bring cookbooks to me to read because <laughs> they knew that I was interested. Um, and I watched all of the YouTube videos that I could find. Uh, and I, I just really dug into it. And I did cooking. When you're cooking every single day, you learn a lot. And you learn really quickly. So not only was I doing my best to like read and take things in and teach myself that way, I was also applying everything that I learned that same day. And as I worked through this, I found that I absolutely loved it. First of all, like this was a very, very, very enjoyable process for me. <laughs> and that I was pretty good at writing recipes. Um, I, I had a knack for combining flavors and kind of developing flavors that had a really great end result. And I think because I didn't necessarily have a very traditional background in barbecue, like that low and slow wood-fired cooking, I, it allowed me to be a little bit experimental and to try new things and maybe push some boundaries in some ways for the recipes that I was writing. And as I was seeing these recipes shared on social media, people were responding and they were cooking them at home. Hmm. And then they were taking pictures of their food and posting the pictures that they cooked on Facebook and other social media. And I could see, um, I could kind of see the way that this online community was working and how barbecue people liked to hang out and talk to other barbecue people. And so first I kind of fell in love with the food and the recipes and that process of cooking barbecue. And then I really fell in love with the people and the community that surrounds um, this barbecue culture. And from then on, like that, it was lights out. There was nothing else I wanted to do. Uh, I don't know if you know who this is, but they're sending me a note to say hi. Nancy Lowski says hi. Do you know Nancy? Hi, Nancy. Hey, hey. <laughs> By the way, she's a Buckeye. So, you know. Hi, Cleveland. Um, Dude, I, I think Nancy, I know Nancy from back in my Traeger days. Really? 
Yeah. So we're going back. All right. I like it. In a while. Where does the name Hay Grill Hay come from? Uh, a joke that my husband and I played in the shopping grocery store aisle. <laughs> we were looking for certain ingredients. And so kind of here's the transition. Like I was working at Traeger and I was working as a contract employee, which means that I was working from home and sending recipes remotely. So I wasn't in office and this was before they had moved to their big headquarters in Salt Lake City. And so when they made the move to Salt Lake City, they told me that they were bringing all the jobs in-house and the the blog was being transitioned away from like a blog to more of like they were doing their apps and everything on the website being integrated, Um, which was a really smart move for them, by the way. There's no like bad blood or anything. (laughs) Um, But they let me know that I wasn't going to have a position there anymore as a freelance recipe writer. And so I really hit this point where I had to decide, well, that was the easy road, right? Like I had a built-in audience that I didn't have to maintain. There was a brand message that was already established that I didn't have to build. Um, But that was all taken away. And I still had in my mind so many recipes that either were in development or that I had started the process for, even that I had written and photographed already. Um, But nowhere to put them. I had no outlet for this anymore. So I had to decide if I was going to apply for another job or look in a, look for another job in recipe development. Um, but I just had this gut feeling that it was time to jump and to go out on my own and give myself the freedom to really push some of these recipes that I loved and that I had been developing and had been working on. And I knew that I would be starting from scratch and I knew that I wouldn't have an audience. And so we had to figure out what we were going to call this thing. So we wanted it to be lighthearted and we wanted it to be fun. We didn't want anything to be like so serious or so heavy. <laughs> um, we wanted people to know, cause that's who I am, right? I'm like a young mom of three kids, like trying to make her way in the barbecue world. Uh, and so we were trying to come up, my husband and I were trying to come up with a play on the words, like girl, grill, like Susie Q, we can't, you know, Uh like so many different things. Uh, and we just landed on, Hey, grill, Hey, as a joke, because I guess there was an MTV show where one of the people was like, Hey girl. And somebody else was like, Hey, and then it kind of became this like mainstream phrase. So we, transition that and ran with it and it's been really fun because most people can't say our name without saying like hey grill hey even if they don't know initially where it came from <laughs> yeah and maybe maybe i said that in my promo video earlier today to, hey grill um hey. I, I always want to say like hey girl but and of course you just explain why i want to say that so i always exactly. have to catch myself and say hey grill instead of hey girl so and it was intentional. We wanted it to be fun, and we wanted to have people kind of thinking about what they were going to get when they came to our website. So when you decide that because you have these recipes in development, because you don't just want to hang it up or go apply for other jobs, you're going to go it alone. Do you realize that there is a value right off the bat with social media, especially Facebook and Instagram, or did you just think it was Facebook back then and didn't really know too much about Instagram? Because that seems to be... If you're a barbecue or grill person and you don't have an Instagram account, you're a little behind the times. (laughs) Uh, I was lucky enough to realize it from the very beginning. And part of that was because uh, I had a neighbor, another neighbor, apparently I had a very 
large neighborhood of people who had ideas. But she worked for a startup company that put on races, like races that people could sign up for and buy. And part of their marketing platform was social media. And so I worked for her again, like from home, um, helping them with their engagement on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. And so I actually had behind the scenes experience Mm. from a brand perspective on each of these social media platforms. So I think that was incredibly helpful when it came to starting my own site. So I knew right away that each of those platforms was going to be important to at least have a presence on. So, and I liked Instagram probably because that's the one that I use the most personally. So that was the easiest one for me to jump into right at the beginning. So what's the easiest way for you to track success and what seems to really generate the most interest from your followers? Video, 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 video. (laughs) Um, I think every single platform is moving to video Mm -hmm. in one way or another, right? Every platform already has, right? Here we are. Every platform already has um, video of like ways that you can utilize video to grow your own platform. For us, Facebook was a very, very, very big deal. Um, We did have a few videos that did well on Instagram, but Instagram is actually one of our smaller platforms. Facebook, we have two channels on Facebook. So there's the Hey Grill Hey Fan page (laughs) that has the little blue check mark like that one's me. You can follow that one. And we share recipes that we've published in the past. We share every time we put up a new recipe and we have a new um, show that we're doing and we're publishing long six to 10 minute TV show style content every Thursday. And then we have a Facebook watch show, which is entirely video. And those we have videos go up every single day on that channel. And those between those two pages, we have um, almost 3 million followers between those two pages. Wow, that's huge, right? Yeah. And it honestly, I can tell you it was 100% video that grew those platforms. We had our first viral video. Um, it was Dr. Pepper Jalapeno Beef Jerky. And it took off like a rocket. And honestly, that was like a very pivotal recipe for us and kind of changed the, the idea of like, this is something that I love. This is something that I want to continue to do to something like, oh, this is something that can generate revenue. <laughs> so that was cool. What do you find isn't a big eyeball draw for the fan base? Twitter. Really? It's, I mean, is it just too clogged up anymore? Um, I just think the stuff that really floats to the top in the Twitter universe is stuff that's controversial, mm-hmm. stuff that causes people to type really fast and angry. <laughs> and it's, I mean, like we have a following on Twitter and we continue to post on Twitter and utilize that space. But I feel like it, it is the least effective, I would say in terms of our goals, which is to get people back to our website, right? Like social media is great. And we have great numbers on social media and great engaged following. But for us, we want you to come to our website. Like we want you to hang out on our pages that we've designed, that we've put a lot of money and love and time and care into curating so that you can find recipes, that you can be inspired and you can cook something from our page, share that experience with your family and friends. And that's a place that you want to keep coming back to, right? We want you to hit the bookmark button. And instead of going to Facebook or Instagram, you just come to us and come hang out with us on there. 
because all of our videos are on our website too. All of our recipes are there. We send out amazing emails every week when we feature and highlight people that have cooked our recipes. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, the biggest draw is to use whatever social platforms are out there to bring people back to our home base. There are, you know, a number, I guess you could say, of Instagram accounts right now that will teach you how to get hundreds of followers every day if you follow their method. But it's usually done with someone else's high quality picture. And then you <laughs> bury the credit all the way down the post, if at all. Yeah. I assume you're not a fan of that tactic. No, I think there is a proper way to do. I'm not like anti reposting 100% like sure. it's the devil. I think there's a way to do proper reposting. And I think that there's a way to do that with getting approval from the content creator and it becoming more of a collaborative effort mm -hmm. where you both benefit, right? And then I can share that post that you made with my followers. And we can kind of like, even just you did today saying, hey, hey, Grill Hey is going to be on this show, right? And then I share that and then my followers know, oh, hey, Grill Hayes over here. That's cool. And so I think there is a way to be collaborative and I think there is a way to share. And it changes on different platforms. Facebook is very pro sharing other people's stuff. And let's help each other out and let's drive the page views to each other. Um, Instagram, you got to tread lightly because people are so incredibly protective of their content as they should be. Sure. Um, you need to have those conversations and talk to each other and build a relationship. I think the skeezy way of reposting is you steal something without, I had to block, I think, I think I've blocked nine accounts this week oh, of this people week? that were stealing. Wow. Oh yeah. I probably do at least one a day, sometimes more <laughs> um, of people that have tagged me. Right. But it's way, way, way down and they didn't ask my permission and their entire account is reposting and their only intent is to Grow their fan base so they can A, sell the account, which is against Instagram's terms of service, or they can use the account to um, sell product, right? They usually drive you to like a really crappy website with barbecue themed t-shirts, or their intent is to sell sponsored placements to ad networks, right? right? Like to, to different companies. Um, and all of those are really incredibly unethical. <laughs> Susie Bullock joining me here on the show. Susie, can I hold you over for a couple minutes here, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the website and then get into some recipes? Sure. All right, stand by. We're talking with Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hey. I'm going to talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. You know, they've always believed that outdoor cooking could be easy and should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic pit temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. By the way, if you have a Barbecue Guru controller already and you buy the Monolith, you don't have to buy a new controller in order to operate that fan. All you have to do is hook up the controller that you already have right to the fan that's built in to the Monolith, and away you go. Also, the Monolith comes with a bunch of other accessories and nests, stuff that you get ran, uh, jammed up by some of these other ceramic cooker manufacturers. So check them out. The website, bbqguru.com. If you have any questions, give them a call at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box.
All right, we are back with more Hey Grill Hey right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You visit CookinPellets.com for more information. You can also buy from there. If you don't want to buy from Cooking Pellets and you feel more comfortable with Amazon, buy at Amazon. Download the free Cooking Pellets app as well. We are talking with Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hey. Thanks for hanging with me through the break there, Susie. (laughs) You betcha. Uh, Here's a question. As the success starts to ramp up, money starts to generate, at what point did you and Todd, your husband, decide that he should stop being the CPA and be part of the HGH team full-time? And Uh. um, like doing the Hey Grohe full-time, you and Todd have to be around each other like all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. So I have He's another follow-up. Frame, actually, we're never more than like six feet away. Great. Perfect. <laughs> I have a great follow-up question uh, to do. So, when do you guys decide that it is, I guess, an okay idea for Todd to leave? Probably what is a uh, fairly lucrative and fairly stable gig. Uh, I told him on New Year's Eve, two thousand sixteen. I said, 2017 is our year, and you're quitting your job. Hmm. And this is when I was maybe maybe making like 500 a month from my website <laughs> and he was like no <laughs> no you but can't like, do thanks. you can't live on 500 a month i mean what's it's up like a really nice offer for a job but i'm gonna have to pass yeah uh but i was determined and i hustled all that year and that's when we first started kind of catching our breaks in terms of really utilizing the video strategies on social media. Um, and the videos were great because they drove a lot of traffic, right? Um, but if anybody's been in social media for a long time, you kind of know that virals are short lived. Uh, we have a really short attention span as social content consumers. And so you have this really fantastic viral and then it dies. And then maybe you're lucky and you get another really fantastic viral and then it dies. (laughs) And so, we were really struggling to find the consistency and the income that we needed. Uh, but just a couple months after that, we were really lucky to lock down a sponsorship with a company that we absolutely loved. Um, and it's Camp Chef. And so they actually wanted to work with us for an entire year, mm. which was like, it's very unusual <laughs> to have a year long sponsorship. But our relationship was really great. And we already had a great um, relationship just because I liked their products a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we set up a a sponsorship. And so we knew for like a year, okay, this is what our minimum income is going to be, right? Was it enough for us to live on? Absolutely not. But was it great to have like a supplementary thing that we could actually count on? Yeah. Yes. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is a great thing and I can build on this. And um, then we started to experience like these really jumps in viral traffic. And then we noticed when they went back down, they started to go back down lower and then they would rebound a lot faster. And during that time, I also really started to focus on Google traffic. Like, how can I get people that are Googling 
something to end up on our website, right? And it was a lot of work. <laughs> We've been working on our SEO traffic for well over a year. We started in 2017. And um, if you Google right now smoked prime rib, we have two results on the first page. We're number one for smoking ribs. We're number one for smoked pork shoulder and smoked pork butt wow. and smoked pulled pork for one post. Um, and so being able to kind of turn up organically when people are searching for resources for barbecue, all that did was fulfill exactly what I wanted to do when I started this, right? Was I wanted to give the backyard cooks the resource that I didn't necessarily have when I first started. I had to go to books and I had to buy books and I had to read and research. And so I wanted to create a resource for people online where they could find something that would help them feed people and get that same like giant eyeball experience that I would get serving people steaks at my family's restaurants. And so that really, really helped bolster like our monthly income because we had recurring visitors coming back over and over and over again. So we got about halfway through the year and Todd was like, oh, you might actually be able to do this. <laughs> and so he went and talked to his boss. He was like, hey, Susie's got this thing and she really wants me to quit my job and I think she could make it work. And his boss told him to burn the bridges. He's like, we'll be here as long as you need us to. But like, if you are feel called to go, you should go. So he worked for six more months. Our goal was to have, I had replaced his income in that six months. Mm, nice. <laughs> so our goal was to have at least six months saved up um, when he quit his job so that we could survive if things went real far south. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we took the leap in December. So that year he quit his job. It was the last month of the year. But gosh darn it, I made it. And I told him that we would. Uh, so he quit his job. And yeah, we've been working together for just over a full year now. Susie and Bullock awesome. joining me here on the show. So, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. You guys are around each other all the time. And look, I get it. You're married. There's <laughs> love. You guys are parents. There's you know a commitment there as well. I get all that. But let's be honest, there isn't any division between work life and home life since it's all together. So yeah. how do you make it work and do it in a healthy way? I think the best thing is that we are incredibly compatible. So we don't argue. Um, we both are able to kind of accept critique really well. But I will say the first probably three or four months were the hardest because he had quit his job and we were still really trying to figure out the division of responsibilities. Like, okay, these are all the things that I've been doing up to this point. And if we want to take this to the next level, like I need help. I've done as much as I can do on my own. He was helping me edit videos up to that point. But in terms of all the other social media, the content creation, it was on my shoulders. And so how can we keep that so that I can still develop recipes, which is what I'm passionate about and good at, but the site can still continue to grow. And so just figuring out what he was good at in this space and how he could contribute and how he could have his own things. That was the hardest part, but we've really like settled into our niche and he's taken on a lot, especially this year as we're launching a full product line. He's spearheading that entire thing and he's actually launched it as its own complete like business. So that's been really fantastic. And I think the craziest thing when it comes to like, work life separation 
is that we just don't have one and we're not super sad about it. <laughs> like, I think it's really easy to hit burnout and hit overwhelm. Um, but we're lucky because we really, really, really love what we do. And we feel freaking blessed every single day. Who gets to make a living writing recipes about barbecue, right? Phew. Like that's like, that's the craziest thing. And if I could have been a child and somebody had asked me, like, what do you want to do in your future? I wouldn't have said this. But if I had known it was possible, I sure would have picked it. Like this is So anyway, we just have a lot of gratitude and we're grateful every single day. We're grateful that people still continue to come to our site and use our recipes, that they share pictures of our recipes that they've cooked on the Internet um, and that they share these experiences with their family. Um, so anyway, we're really lucky. We you, love it. Uh, another way that you're generating or adding another revenue stream is and i see i don't know if it's a lot of websites or a lot of content creators but i know a, a few and and now i can add you as a new one to the list is doing these exclusive groups you pay x amount per month or per year depending on how you have it set up you get bonus content so you yeah. have something called the grill squad and if you just want to yeah. talk about that for a couple minutes um, what's my roi as a squad member so the Grill Squad is kind of awesome, and it's probably our favorite place on the internet that exists, even like <laughs> beyond our website. Luckily, our website is like the vehicle to get people there. Um, but the Grill Squad is, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what it includes, like being a member, right? So it's yep. 50 bucks for a year, um, and you have unlimited access to my Meet Master Classes. So this is two hours of video footage where you're essentially in my kitchen with me. And I show you step-by-step step how I prep brisket, how I do pulled pork, how I do smoked chicken, and how I do ribs. And I don't just show you a recipe or give you like a pretty picture and then a printable recipe. This is very much hands-on. Through the trimming process, you get close-up shots. You see how everything's supposed to look. You see how I use my knives, how we smoke, what kind of wood we use, what temperatures we're shooting for. Um, all of these little details and each of these videos comes with a printable workbook and each of the workbooks has a log where you can track your cooks every time. So it's like your own barbecue journal. And those are kind of the heart of the grill squad. So you have unlimited access to those videos. We also have a private Facebook group, which is amazing. We have, um, you get kind of this exclusive access to the website. So if you're one that has booked like bookmarked my site and come back for recipes over and over again, you know that there's ads. That's how we monetize. That's how we support our family and our business. Um, but if you're a member of the grill squad, they're gone. So you have no ads anywhere on our website, which is kind of cool. It's like paying for Netflix, right? You get this premium viewing experience. Um, we also do a discount for all grill squad members. And right now it's on all of our products. Oh, Todd brought in so we um, just launched this year. We have a barbecue seasoning line and we have sauces. We're running some custom butcher paper that'll be out soon. We have shirts, hats, um, and we're going to continue to add products to our store all year long. And so you have exclusive discounts on all of our store products. We do monthly giveaways for members. You're automatically entered to win. They're a thousand bucks. You get both of my eBooks. So I've created two eBooks um, with recipes that don't exist on the website. You get both of those for free when you're a member. And we do podcast interviews that aren't released anywhere else. You're doing. And you you're, get early access to all the podcasts. Interviews. You're doing podcasts too. Uh, not that we haven't released any of them to the public. Just exclusive for the Grill Squad members. Yep, Are we're you? starting. So they've had exclusive access to those for 
seven months. So we're starting to roll out some of the earlier ones to the public. Yeah. But the Grill Squad will continue to get exclusive access before anyone else can hear them. So like, what are the big names that you're podcasting with? We have interviewed um, Christy Vanover. She was our most recent from Girls Can Grill. She just took first place in chicken at Slabarama. Yes, using your chicken rub, by the way. Yes, she was using my chicken rub. Shout out to Christy. Good job. Nice. Oh, Christy. And it was her (laughs) birthday. I love Christy. Right. Um, We have interviewed Jared Standing from Standing's Butchery. We've interviewed uh, Christian Stevenson, DJ Barbecue. We have interviewed... I'm trying to run through my list of people that we've interviewed. Oh, Susie Felton from Felton Angus Beef. We've talked to the guys at Bacon's Air who do the pork panko products. Um, so, yeah, it's been really fun. All right. If you need any context, I mean, I've kind of interviewed everybody. You know. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk quickly about a recipe. Um, well, you know what? Let me back up just for one second. If we have to go a little bit long, we can go a little bit long. Okay. You had mentioned rubs and sauces. Yeah. I have to ask you this because. Every time I talk to people about sauces and rubs, this is the question that I love to get answers on. Actually, I was just talking to a guy. I've started a barbecue documentary. I don't know if you knew this, Ooh. but uh, there's a guy by the name of uh, Dion Blumenrader. He's just a listener of the show. He's starting to bring his sauce to market, so I'm tracking him once a quarter. He's coming in. We're starting right from ground zero, and we're going to track him over the course of the year and see how it goes. But here's my question to you as it was to him last week. You know, 10 years ago, I would say, Susie, you got to get a sauce and a rub to market because it's hot right now. Fast right. forward to 10 years, and I'm saying, Susie, why in the hell would you bring a sauce <laughs> and a rub to market? Because you can go into grocery, grocery stores, national yeah. grocery store chains, and have an aisle or an aisle and a half of barbecue and grilling-related products. And it seems like there's the potential for more noise than being able to stand out. So how, uh, I guess, A, was that a concern? And how are you differentiating yourself from all of the other stuff? So we have a couple of things. Uh, We initially got into rubs and sauces because our readers asked us, hey, we love your recipes. We would love the convenience of being able to have a pre-made sauce or a Mm -hmm. pre-mixed rub Mm -hmm. on our shelves that we can pull out and use, right? So up until this point, everything that we have done on the website in terms of recipes for people have been free. Anyone can access them at any any time. There's no paid window unless you want to join the Girl Squad and have no ads, right? Mm -hmm. But even they can access any of the recipes anytime they want. And we have rub recipes. We have sauce recipes. We've even bottled the sauces that are on our website. Um, We've adapted them a little bit so that they can stand up to the bottling process better. Like, you know, there's things with pH and things with clumping. And so we've had to adapt them for um, the retail space. But honestly, we made them because people asked us for them. Hmm. And we figure amidst all the noise, amidst all the products that are available, if people still want our product, we'd be pretty stupid not to give them (laughs) the products that they're asking for, right? Uh, And so it's definitely been... It was, it was not an easy decision to make. It's one that we've talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt like we could definitely offer something unique to the space in the way that we were doing our products. And I am sure that you're familiar with sauces that are on the market right now, but a lot of them are supplemented with liquid smoke products. Um, and man, we just did not want to go there. Heard that. So each of our sauces are specifically designed to complement smoked meat not to give regular meat smoked flavor. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
Um, and so they're not augmented with artificial smoke flavor. They're really like true to the flavors that they represent on the bottle. And they're really delicious. <laughs> and I very much love them. Uh, there's no like high fructose corn syrup. There's no fillers. We really are proud of the products that we've created. And I'm really excited to put my name on the bottle. Um, because it's something that I, I don't know. I wanted to give to the people that asked for it and I wanted to give it to them in the best way possible. So from everything from like sourcing the shape of the bottles <laughs> to, um, to the way that we were producing them were, was very intentional and very thought out. And for us, it's less about turning this into like a massive money-making business, right? For us, it's about serving the people that are loyal to us and serving the people that come to our page and serving our followers that are excited about the stuff that we're doing. That was the biggest driver. Can I get a quick recipe from you? Sure. Balls of fire. <laughs> I did not name them that, by the way. Shout out to me. <laughs> I think that actually might have been that might have been my buddy Stover that said balls of fire. But these are like uh, meatballs, but they're also got jalapeno and they have some yeah. cheddar cheese and they have some bacon. So talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, so this was a recipe that I actually wrote almost two years ago. This was like pre-video. Mm. So I had developed this recipe and loved this recipe and wanted to share this recipe. And so I did uh, in like a picture form, right? And every time I would share the picture on social media, it would go nuts. People <laughs> love it. And I finally thought it was time to make a video. So we made a video just a couple of weeks ago and this was kind of very intentional like pre-Super Bowl food. Mm -hmm. Like we want this video to hit when people are thinking about like finger food, party food, something you can throw on a stick and just enjoy and they are every bit as delicious as they sound. So they're beef meatballs, 100% beef meatballs. They're like mixed in with cheddar cheese and jalapenos. They're bacon wrapped and slow smoked. Mm. So all that awesome fat renders out of the bacon. And then they're brushed with whatever your favorite barbecue sauce is. I used my apple jalapeno barbecue sauce. And they're freaking awesome. And a great super uh, big game food. I don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah. We can't say <laughs> that word. Great soup or bowl food. There it is. Right. That's what I said, too. Oh, you said soup or bowl? I did, yeah. Right. In case anybody goes back and <laughs> Double check it. Yeah, that's right. We want to make sure we're both not sued. Um, Susie, uh, you want to do a lightning round before I let you go? Sure. Of course you do. Here we go. I'm going to ask you some questions, just the answer right off the top of your head. There's no right or wrong answer. Ready? Yeah. True or false? Searing seals in the juices. Um, true. No! Searing doesn't seal in the juices? Well, I did wait and do it at the end. Susie, so I reversed here. We're going to have to have a conversation offline. Next question. You yes. said there was no wrong answer, and then you did. I know, but don't you know I live in hypocrisy all the time? That's part of the show. <laughs> yes or no, I still have the first barbecue pit I ever owned. Um, yes. Let it rest or let's eat? Let it rest. Radio or podcast? Mm, podcast. Bourbon or gin? Sober. Oh, well, this... I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. <laughs> oh, OK. So old fashioned or Sazerac is probably out of the. <laughs> I just uh, I just quit drinking myself uh, over a year and a half ago. Beef brisket or pork ribs? Oh, brisket. Guy Fieri or Bobby Flay? Ooh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> 
Ina Garten or Reed Drummond? Ina. Of course. Open Pit or Sweet Baby Ray's? Open Pit. <laughs> no! I don't even know what that question was. That's a barbecue sauce recipe, or that's a barbecue sauce question. You don't know. You I have know. never heard of open pit in my life, but it sounded best. It sounded great. Oh, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, I do have a hidden agenda when it comes to the open pit sweet baby Ray. I have no idea, and if this is totally over your head since you don't really know what it is, but I have no idea how a human being can open up open pit barbecue sauce, see its fluorescent orange color. I've and seriously never seen it. Is it like in grocery stores? I've yes, never even heard of it. Widely available. It's got this really bad blue <laughs> wrapper on it. I mean, you've never seen it because once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's how oh weird it gosh. looks. Oh my gosh. And I'm pretty sure that if it touches but man, your skin. Their name is good. Yeah, it's a great name, but that's a great um, name. It, it it probably stains your skin orange too. Like that's how much I feel strongly against it. And I, and I try and set up my man, Sweet Baby Ray, but everybody picks open pits. So I don't even have yeah. anything against Sweet Baby Ray's. I love Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> That's just... why I'm saying it's a setup question. Nevertheless, if you want to check out Susie, you go to HeyGrillHey.com. You follow her on <laughs> all the social media channels. now. I don't even know what open pit is, and I don't know how to sear things. Right. Well, that's okay. We'll we'll win everybody <laughs> back. Yeah, please. So, uh, again, HeyGrillHey.com is the website. And, uh, Susie, I'm hoping you had a good time enough for maybe you could actually come back and we could really talk a lot more about food and stuff. But I thought this was a great yeah. story. I like talking about food. All right. Well, uh, once again, it's Susie Bullock. Hey, Grill Hey got time. Uh, hey, Grill Hey got <laughs> Hey, Grill Hey dot com slowly. And we will look for you again uh, maybe in a month or two or three or whenever it fits in your schedule. Sweet. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Susie, thanks so much. There she is. <laughs> Susie Bullock. HeyGrillHey.com. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm-mm-mm. Yummy. Uh, Joe Monday talking about there's no wrong answer. Five seconds later, wrong answer. <laughs> I know. It's my show. I know that I said there's no wrong answer, and then immediately I said wrong answer. Remember, if you're a fan of the show, my favorite place to live is in the city and state of hypocrisy. In the great words of Doc Holliday in the movie Tombstone, Wyatt, it appears my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Speaking of knowing no bounds, Big Papa Smokers know no bounds as well. Knows no bounds as well. Wow. Having trouble with the lips. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. How about those championship rubs? Yeah, you know. Flavors like Sweet Money, Cash Cow, Double Secret Steak Blend, just to name a few. They have 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. They also have a very unique partnership with Simply Marvelous Barbecue. You combine those rubs with the Big Papa rubs. Now you have the West Coast offense, which some of the best pitmasters in the country are using on the competition circuit and winning often. 
You want sauces? They got them all. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also have these great cookers to choose from. Looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offers special packages. Not a fan of the pellet smokers? Take Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Hey, it's clear that Big Papa has everything you need to barbecue better. Every product featured on their website, hand-selected to help you better up the barbecue game. Have any questions? 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. Way long. Really worth it. Appreciate Susie Bullock for coming on. We will have an abbreviated second hour open, so stick around. We'll be right back.